Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am really pumped about today's topic. This is something that I've actually wanted to talk about on the podcast for quite a while now. We're going to be talking all things boundaries. I'm also going to be giving eight things that you need to be setting boundaries around inside your business. And we're going to be coming at it from two different lenses. So setting boundaries with clients and then also as the business owner, setting boundaries with yourself. Boundaries is such a hot topic right now. And I really think that this is for good reason. Now more than ever, people are spending more time with each other. They're maybe spending more time at home. I think a lot of people are doing self-development work. They're starting to get to know themselves better, what they do like, what they don't like, what they will and won't tolerate or put up with. And we're kind of coming to this like boiling point where people can no longer maintain the things that they used to do just to try to please other people. We're starting to really step into this age of saying, that's not okay with me. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Saying no. And honestly, just standing in our power. So this is actually a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I have an entire module on this inside of my group brain rewiring program, Synergy, because it is that important. It is so incredibly important to set boundaries that serve us, that protect our time, our energy, our sanity. And I mean, I truly think that you will live a life that feels a lot easier. It feels like you can actually show up as your authentic self. And I know that this is something that might sound really scary and be kind of a topic that maybe you want to shy away from, but just just hear me out until the end. Just, just hear me out. Maybe you needed some help around this. And I, as an Enneagram 8, I really believe that I specialize in setting boundaries, one of my core values as an eight, this is a core driver for me, is self-preservation. And setting boundaries is a really great way to ensure that that happens. Boundaries around my time, my energy, the way that I communicate with people, how available I am or not, and who gets essentially access to my energy. So boundaries, again, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I'm really excited to tackle this for today. Let's dive into some updates before we get into the show. So super exciting news. I am literally on the edge of my seat waiting for this. I cannot wait to relaunch Synergy Brain Rewiring as a self-paced course. This is going to be coming out on the 22nd of January on the very last day of the 22-day meditation challenge. This challenge will actually set you up perfectly to transition directly into brain rewiring if that's a path that you choose that you want to go down. Brain rewiring has absolutely changed my life in every single way. Not only has it allowed me to double my income from 10K to 20K months, but it also allowed me to do a lot of this deeper inner work that I knew I wanted to be doing but had no idea how. Brain rewiring allowed me to explore my triggers, why I was so triggered, what the wounds behind 
the triggers actually were so that I could start to work on those things instead of being reactive in situations and losing my temper or yelling at someone or blaming somebody else for things. I was able to take a step back, respond in the way that I wanted to, and take a lot of personal responsibility. Brain rewiring is the thing that actually helped me shift out of victim mindset once and for all. Once I started to view things from the lens of abundance, of love, stepping out of scarcity and into this more empowered state, all of a sudden I was able to take radical responsibility of my choices, my words, and essentially the effect that I have on other people. I was finally able to identify the limiting beliefs, the negative brain pathways that had caused me to stay small, to settle in my life, in my work, in my relationship, in pretty much every aspect of my life, and finally rewire these pathways so that I could actually be set on a path where everything around me was essentially co-conspirating for my highest and best. Everything around me, I finally felt like, wow, okay, I can actually bring in all the things I've ever wanted. I became so much better at manifesting, and I truly believe that brain rewiring was the thing that allowed me to step into my true power. It gave me so much confidence. It gave me so much insight into why I am the way that I am. It honestly felt like my letter to Hogwarts. Like, after that, I was like, this this shit's incredible. Like, holy shit. Like, everything became a possibility. Every single thing seemed possible. No longer did I feel restrained. No longer did I feel as much fear. I was able to move through it a lot more quickly. And brain rewiring has just been this thing for me that has positively benefited every single aspect of my life. So, I mean, I really can't stop talking about it. So, the self-paced version, meaning this course, you can go at your own pace. There are six different modules, including a bonus pre-work module zero, where you can actually learn about intention setting and the power that that can have. You can go through the first five modules really, really quickly. Module six is actually for what to do after brain rewiring, how to integrate the brain rewiring process into your daily life. And you can get through those first five modules really quickly. So you can start the brain rewiring process ASAP. There are different guided meditations that will bring you through the rewiring process so that I will be there with you every single step of the way. You're never going to feel alone in this process. There will also be a community of people going through this with you at the same time that you can talk with, communicate with, share your wins, share your struggles. I really wanted to make this a very supportive program, yet one that you can still work through at your own time, pace, and speed. I will put more details using the link in the show notes, but just kind of keep in mind that my website will be changing within the next couple of weeks so that that will be updated. So if it looks a little bit different, the information will be the same, but if it looks a little bit different, that's why and the 22nd. That's the date to keep in mind. That's the date that Synergy will officially be available again. Oh my gosh, I I literally cannot wait. So that is just about all of my updates for today. Really, really just getting excited for the relaunch of Synergy on the 22nd. Let's go ahead and talk about boundaries. So I think in order to have an effective conversation about boundaries and which ones you may or may not need to set in your life, in your business, it's really going to be beneficial to us to talk about what are boundaries and get clear on what they are, what they aren't. 
where and when they can be beneficial and what purpose they serve. So kind of just starting out basic, if you haven't really heard the conversation yet on boundaries, or maybe you have, maybe this can add a little bit of value, a different viewpoint to what you already know. Boundaries are the limits that we set around what we do or do not tolerate, what we accept, and what we do not accept. Essentially, we identify what is and is not okay for us. So with boundaries, this is essentially the delineation between where the other person ends and you begin. So it's saying, okay, yep, that might be okay with you, but boom, boundary, that is actually not okay with me. So that is where you end and I begin. That's my boundary right there. So the boundary is essentially the marker to where you can no longer be true or authentic to yourself. If you feel like you are not showing up authentically in any situation, any relationship, in an environment, that is probably where you might need to start inserting a boundary. These are typically verbal, although you can have these boundaries in your mind. I would argue that verbalizing them actually makes them a hell of a lot stronger. It is the line that protects your energy so that you can feel better, you can feel emotionally safe, and they can also give you more independence and freedom in your life. I like to think of them as invisible barriers. It's like this pink protective bubble that guards you against things or people taking your energy and time. When we talk about boundaries, I really want you to remember that boundaries are never about the other person. It's never about saying, you did this to me, or I'm blaming you for this. It's about you. It's about what you want and what you need. And in order to actually set effective boundaries, you need to be able to get really clear on what it is that you want and need. If you have no idea what your core values are, what it is that is important to you, what you need, what your non-negotiables are, it's going to feel really difficult to set effective boundaries. So boundaries... They might be between you and another person, but even if it involves another person, they're between you and you. It's saying, this is what I do or don't tolerate. This is what I do or don't accept. When we set boundaries with people, we are actually giving them pieces of the puzzle to our brains. We are giving them access to our own personal operating manual. What better gift can you give somebody than that? Setting effective boundaries with people is essentially saying, okay, here's how I work. Here's how I operate best. Here's how we are best going to get along moving forward. I know a lot of people might actually be very offended if somebody tries to set a boundary with them, but I really want to challenge you instead to think of that not as a slight or an offense towards you, but it's that person truly trying to have an open an honest conversation and relationship with you. When we are able to share what is true for us, somebody else's response is actually not our responsibility. We are not ever responsible for other people's emotions. As long as you're making and setting boundaries coming from a place of love, you are not responsible for how the other person responds to a boundary. I heard the saying once where it was essentially saying, you know, the people that are going to be the ones to rebel and push back against your boundaries, those are typically the people that benefited from you having none. So if somebody is giving you pushback, somebody's not respecting your boundaries, just remind yourself that sometimes these things take time and it takes you standing firm in your boundary setting, not wavering, not removing the boundary, not letting it slide this one time for others to effectively understand because you might have had, let's say, a relationship with somebody, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friendship, and you let those things slide. They were, you know, like they bothered you, but you you didn't say anything about it for many, many years. It's going to take a little bit of time to have that boundary set in place. 
So when it comes to practicing setting boundaries, notice how I said the word practice because, you know, sometimes it, it can be an immediate thing. Sometimes people are like, whoa, okay, that's really cool. That That's important to you. I'm totally happy to do that for you. I'm happy to accommodate that. I'm happy to honor it. Again, sometimes it might take a little bit of time, but I really want you to think of boundary setting as expansive, not as restrictive. It's expansive because it allows you to consciously curate what you want in your life. It allows you the space and the time to think about what do I want? What do I need? What do I value? What is important to me? And again, this word practice, because sometimes it might take a little bit of time. It might take getting the wording quite right. It might take building up the confidence. But you will live a happier life after setting boundaries. I can guarantee you that. If there is a boundary that you have been waiting or knowing that you need to set, take this as your sign from the universe that it's time. It is time to implement that boundary, especially if it's something that's going to protect your time, your energy, your sanity. These, these are all things that we really need to be doing and thinking about on a daily basis. Essentially, what we're doing is we are taking an audit of our life, the people that we spend time around, our environment, and really saying, really asking ourselves, is this serving me? Is this something that is helping me get closer to my goals? Is this something that after I interact with it or after I interact with them, I actually don't feel as good. Like I feel lower in energy. This isn't something that is truly aligning with where I say that I want to be in my life. I know another conversation one that I've had with clients and, you know, a thought that creeps up into my mind is that, okay, if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. There's no way I could do that for people, but we need to remember that when we are trying to operate based off of what we think other people want us to do, that behavior is called people-pleasing. When we try to be so selfless so that we aren't being selfish, that's where we start to vanish. That's where we start to lose our voice. That's where we start to lose our power. We start to feel like we don't have control. So if you're trying to consider everybody else's needs before your own, can you first start to consider that you have needs? Then maybe the next step for you is, can I consider my own needs equally? to everybody else's needs. And then the next step from that would be, okay, I'm actually going to consider my needs more than other people's. And maybe lastly, you arrive at this place where you can consider your needs first. Once you start to prioritize your own needs first, boundaries will feel so much easier. And I'm not saying, hey, you should wait until you feel like you can prioritize your own needs first. But once you start to realize, okay, my needs come first, it's a lot easier to say, oh, okay, that thing's actually not serving me. It's not helping me. It's got to go. I've got to set a boundary around it. And again, it's not about the thing. It's not about the person. It's about you and your needs and prioritizing yourself. So the number one tip that I have to start creating boundaries and really seeing what you want in your life, again, that's creating the reality that you want, is to start saying no. Like our knee-jerk response to an obligation, to a commitment is to just say yes. And I know that I totally fall into this trap sometimes, but something that has really, really helped me and a lot of my clients is actually waiting a day to respond to see what is actually true for you. 
if this is something that you actually do want to do, I know for me that there it's it's not a fun time for people if I say yes to something that I truly didn't want to do. Um, I know that about myself. I tend to ruin the mood and the atmosphere if I feel forced or pressured into doing things. And that's not to say that that's other people's faults. It's my fault for not setting the boundary. It's my fault for not saying and essentially being true and authentic to myself. So you can respond with saying, can you give me a day to think about it? You know, I'd love to help, but please give me a day to think about it. Make sure I can actually fit it into my schedule. Your yes is sacred and it should only be linked to desire. I'm going to repeat that. Your yes is sacred and it should only be linked to desire. So if you do not truly want to do a thing, please, please do not do it. You can also say no without apology or excuse. It's a complete sentence. No, period. (laughs) Moving on. You do not need to explain yourself. You do not need to justify your actions to anyone. And the thing with setting boundaries is you might actually feel guilty after setting the boundary. But that means you're on the right track. And here's why. When you're doing something new, something that is uncomfortable, like setting a boundary for the first time, especially maybe with somebody that's really important to you or around something that's important to you, you're experiencing discomfort because it's new, not because it's not right, not because it's not aligned. Just remember that you are honoring yourself and that the discomfort is only there because it's new. Discomfort is just an emotion. We think that just because we feel bad with discomfort, that it's bad. That, oh my God, okay, I shouldn't do this thing because I feel so uncomfortable doing it. But in reality, it's just new. It's just different. It's just a new and different experience that you're having. And as with anything, the more that you practice setting boundaries, the easier it will become, the less uncomfortable it will feel. I remember the first time that I set a boundary with one of my clients I was like, oh my God, they're going to hate me. They're not going to want to work with me anymore. And they were actually like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for being clear on how you like to be communicated, when you like to be communicated with. And they were thankful for me setting that boundary. And it improved the relationship on both sides. So here are some things that I want you to remember. If you are feeling resentment in any area of your life for taking your time away, for taking your energy away, first of all, I want you to recognize that that is not an empowered place to be in, that you can step out of victim mindset there, you can reframe this and ask yourself, okay, if I'm feeling resentful, where do I need to set a boundary? Where have I not spoken up for myself? Where have I not stayed authentic and true to myself? You have a right to say no without feeling guilty. Again, that might take practice. It might take a couple of times. It might not just happen immediately. You have a right to be treated with respect in a way that you like to be treated. You have a right to make your needs as important as other people's. You have a right to be accepting of your mistakes and failures. I mean, your loved ones, you're likely pretty ready to forgive a mistake or a failure that they make. Treat yourself in the same way. And you have a right not to meet others' unreasonable expectations of you. So I want you to remember those things as you start to practice and explore setting boundaries. Let's talk a little bit about what to do if someone keeps crossing your boundaries. So the first thing that I would recommend doing is a thought shift, is literally changing and reframing this thought in your mind. That person's crossing my boundaries because they don't care about me. This person's doing X, Y, and Z to me. No, no, no. 
I want you to realize that you are actually letting them cross your boundaries and they will continue to do so unless you continue to uphold your boundary. The good thing is that you can keep restating and keep setting that boundary. Keep stating what is and what is not okay for you and remind yourself of what you're going to do to honor yourself in that process. The moment you verbalize your boundary is the moment you are responsible for upholding it. The boundaries will stick when you honor yourself. I really want you to ask yourself, what are you willing to do to honor yourself when that person crosses your boundary again, when that person behaves in the same manner again? Because it's not about them, it's about you. At the end of the day, it's about you and what you want, what you need, and what you feel. So I want to give you an idea of what healthy personal boundaries look like. This looks like taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions and your role in the situation, while also not taking responsibility for the actions or emotions of others. So it doesn't have to be an either or, me versus them, this or that situation. And you can actually take care of others' needs and your own at the same time. You do not need to only take care of somebody else's needs. Let's say, for example, you have a young child. You have to feed the baby. You're not just going to only feed the baby and completely not feed yourself. Who is that helping? You have a starving mom and a baby that's fed, but mom has no energy to play with the baby, to teach the baby anything. That's not going to be beneficial to either party. Starting to introduce this concept of and... I can do this and maintain my sanity. I can do this and limit access to my energy. So another thing that I want to leave you with before we start to dive into the eight boundaries that will be really beneficial for you to set is that boundaries actually give you the space to feel vulnerable and emotionally safe once you set them. Thinking of the current relationships that you have in your life, And thinking of, do those interactions leave you feeling better than you did when you started them? If you feel bitter, if you feel resentful, those are big indicators that you have places in your life where boundaries need to be set. And if you tend to people-please or put others' needs in front of your own, we talked about that with how can I consider my needs at least as much as somebody else's, if not more, if not first. And really thinking about At the end of the day, what do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel inside your day? I know that setting boundaries can feel really scary, but you will be so much better off for it. Most people, most clients I talk to, have that one boundary that they're like, oh, I know I need to set this, but I don't. I'm too afraid to. What is going to happen? The repercussions. That person's going to take their love away from me if I set this boundary. But I want you to ask you what it's costing you. Can you continue to live in this place where you know you're not showing up authentically? You know you're not being true to yourself to make that other person happy. And I'm going to put happy in quotes because I would argue that people in your life that care about you want you to express yourself, want you to feel good, want you to feel aligned and genuine and true to yourself. So you're doing everyone a disservice by not setting this boundary, by not being honest, by not giving other people your operating manual, by making them guess, and then being mad at them for not knowing. 
So that's just one way that I really like to think about boundaries and boundary setting. I'm allowing people to get to know me better by the boundaries that I set with them. Let's talk about a question that I get asked every single week, both from current clients and from people wondering, how do I even start my business? How can I make sure it's legal, make sure it's legit, make sure I'm doing it the right way? One of the biggest things that people have questions about is, do I need a contract? And if so, can I just copy paste from the internet? Okay, let's set the record straight. Yes, you absolutely do need a contract. If you're somebody that works in a coaching or service provider capacity, meaning you work directly with people, especially online, you definitely need a contract. A contract in place is extremely important because not only does it legally protect you and your client, but it allows you to set out boundaries. It allows you to set up expectations and clearly detail and provide what it is that you will be offering and providing your client. So, yep, you definitely need a contract, and nope, I would not go copy-paste it from the internet. When you copy-paste something from the internet, even if it is a template, it will not hold up in court if it ever came to that. The one person that I trust for legal contracts and templates is Sam Vanderweelen. I bought her Ultimate Bundle a couple months into starting my business, and have been so pleasantly surprised at how detailed, how organized, and how easy she makes her contracts. Sam is a lawyer turned contract provider for coaches. So she has all of the legal expertise, the legal background in order to be providing these contracts and templates. I use these in every area and aspect of my business, not only with clients who enter my group containers, but also with disclaimers, privacy policies, and so much more. She also has just a la carte options on her website as well to where you can just pick and choose the contracts or templates that you need. You can check out Sam's free workshop on five steps to legally protect and grow your online business using the link in the show notes. I highly recommend this as a starting point if you're starting to get into the world of working with clients or maybe you already do work with clients but you don't have airtight contracts or templates to use. These contracts and templates are something that I use every single day inside my business and I could not be more thankful to Sam for creating these. Now, with that knowledge in mind, let's go ahead and get into the boundaries that you need to set as a business owner. So I said before, we have two different categories with your clients and then with yourself as the business owner. I want to start out with the client category. Boundaries inside your business are so incredibly important because they will allow you to stay in your zone of genius. They will allow you to have more time, more energy, more freedom, bring in more money, scale faster. The more boundaries that you have set in place, the easier things will feel. The longer that you continue people-pleasing, I mean, this might be intentionally or unintentionally, the harder things will feel, the longer your goals will take, and the more resentment and bitterness will pop up in your life. 
So when I set boundaries with clients, it's not about them. It's never about them. It's about me. Again, this is about what I want, what I need, and remembering that, anchoring into that as I set those boundaries. I know that when I set boundaries, I actually empower other people, especially other business owners that I work with, to set boundaries as well. It's a ripple effect, a positive one. So the first boundary that you need to set with clients is your availability and not being available all the time. We teach people how to treat us. We teach people how to respond to us. We teach people how often they can reach out, what your response time will be, all through your actions. So I would highly recommend having some allotted hours for responding or having ranges saying, okay, I don't respond to anything before 10 a.m. You can have something where your clients have 24-7 support, but that does not mean that you need to be responding to messages immediately after you get them. You know what that does for your client? It disempowers them and it creates codependence. You are not empowering your clients to find their own answers or their own truth by constantly trying to answer their questions for them. Oftentimes with clients, they'll ask a question and be like, oh, I figured it out (laughs) like 10 minutes later. And for me, I have really strong boundaries around when I do and when I don't respond to messages. So for me, I want to be very intentional about responding to messages because that is what is going to get my client the best transformation. That's what they're paying me for. They're paying me to help them get a transformation, to help them get a shift. So who is it serving if I am checking in on their messages while also trying to answer DMs on Instagram and I'm also multitasking watching a movie? That's not fair to my client. So when I go in to check messages, it is with full intentionality and in coaching mode. They're going to get a lot better results and transformations that way. They're going to get the full version of me, and they clearly understand my response turnaround time. For me, for most of my programs, I actually have a 72-hour turnaround time for responses. This is something for me, specifically as a rebel and for tendencies, works really well for me. If I give myself more time to do something, I am that much more likely to do it sooner. A lot of coaches have a 24 or 48-hour turnaround. If you message me, I will get back to you in this amount of time. Or maybe they say, I respond to messages from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And if you send me a message in there, I will get back to you. This is also particularly useful when it comes to email, because I know we've all been in that place where it's like, okay, I got my inbox down to zero, and I sent that email, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, fuck, they emailed me back. And then now all of a sudden you have this back and forth conversation. So really giving yourself boundaries surrounding when you respond to people. For me, I do not respond to emails first thing in the morning. That is not a thing that I like to do. I generally don't respond to emails on the weekends. When I was doing custom training plans with email support, my day of the week that I responded was Fridays. I respond Friday night. You must send me your email before 5 p.m. on Friday if you'd like a response for that week. If it's late, if you send it on Saturday, you'll have to wait until the next week. That might sound harsh to some, but for me, I was in the mode. I loved answering those emails. 
I would answer seven, eight at a time. I would truly take my time and respond to each of those. And I didn't spend time worrying during the week when I was going to get time to respond to them because I knew that my allotted time was Friday night. And I'm not saying Friday night is going to work for everybody. For me, it actually worked really well for over a year. And I would also highly recommend with this not being available all the time is having specific apps that you use with your clients for communication. Being really, really clear on using those apps for communication. For me, it is not going to work out for me if clients are trying to email me, trying to reach out to me on Slack, on Voxer, and in my Instagram DMs. A lot of the times my DMs get missed and it keeps everything in one place if we use an app designed for us to communicate. It keeps things a lot more clean. I know a lot of people might want to give out their personal cell phone numbers. I would not recommend that as a coach. I think that having that separation between work and personal life is really important, especially when it comes to intentionality. When I'm going in to text my mom, I am not in the same headspace that I'm in when I'm going in to coach clients. It's a completely different energy. So having specific apps that you use to communicate, I think, is a really great idea. I absolutely love Voxer for one-on-one clients. I love Slack for group programs. Those two tend to work out really, really well for me. The second boundary that you need to set in your business is expectations. What you are responsible for and what your clients are responsible for. So getting really clear on that. What are your values as a coach, as a service provider? Do you promise to always show up 110%? Do you promise to be fully focused on your client? Do you promise to respond to messages within 72 hours? What are your expectations of yourself? And on the other side, what are your expectations for your clients? Some big ones for me are when you come to our calls, you cannot be distracted. You must have good internet. You must be present. You must be here. You must be open. You must be coachable. That is such a big one. So clearly lining out expectations on both sides, again, that gives people your operating manual. That's saying these things are important to me. You will get the best results and transformations if you do these things, if you show up in this way. The third boundary that you need to set is around money, is around payments from your clients. I get this question a lot where newer business owners, newer coaches ask, okay, I have this person that really wants to work with me, but they haven't paid me yet, but I really want to start working on their plan. Maybe it's a training plan. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. That's a hard no. Nope. We are only providing services for the things that you have been paid for. I know that it can be really exciting, but without a transaction, there can't be a transformation. So getting really clear on what your services are, what they include, what the price points are, and saying, here's where I will and won't be negotiable. I can't have you adding on extra requests, extra demands. If you need to renegotiate and potentially offer them something like a higher support package, something with more accountability, something with more hours, depending on the type of work that you do, you can renegotiate that. The best time to start setting these boundaries in your business is, is like, honestly, yesterday. But just keep in mind, you're not too late. It's not, you are never late to the party. You were meant to hear this when you were meant to hear it. And the more clear that you are on what it is that you offer, the easier it will be to set boundaries around it. 
The fourth boundary that I think is incredibly important to set as a business owner is actually a little bit more tangible. It's having specific contracts or agreements set in place with legal boundaries. I cannot tell you how important this is. I mean, you'll hear my ad in this episode with about Sam and her courses. She is a lawyer and she knows all about this type of stuff. If you were operating without a legal contract and you were working with other people, that is irresponsible. If you're trying to copy-paste from the internet, just know that if you ever took it to court, it would not stand up. I would highly recommend getting a legal contract set in place before working with people. If you need insurance, going that route as well. Again, it depends on the type of business that you have, the types of people that you work with, your niche, your industry. But this is incredibly important. And all of the things that we talked about, you can put into that contract when you're available, how you like to be contacted, your hours, what your expectations of your client is, what your expectation of yourself is, what they can expect from you, around payments, dates that they must pay. Because here's the thing. If it's not written, it's that much easier to try and work around it. It is so much more clear. Being clear is kind. And the more clarity you can give your clients, the better off everybody is. So let's move on to the boundaries that you need to be setting with yourself. And just keep in mind, when I say need, you know, this is this is me in coach mode being like, yes, this needs to happen. But if you're like, that doesn't resonate with me, don't tell me what to do. Like, just take it with a grain of salt. First boundary you need to set with yourself is asking yourself, what are my non-negotiables? What are my priorities? What are the things that even when things get busy, even when things feel hard, that I still need to focus on and prioritize for me so that I can continue to show up in my business for my clients and not feel incredibly burnt out or resentful or bitter. So for me personally, my non-negotiables are climbing, being outside as often as I can, having me time, not working in the morning unless I really want to, spending time with my partner, with my loved ones. Those are my non-negotiables. That helps me to set boundaries around when I'm available, when I take calls, when I do and don't do things. So getting really clear on what's actually important to you will give you direction where you need to set boundaries. Number two, this is a good one, is setting boundaries around rest and around when you work. I want you to ask yourself, how do I want to show up in my business? Do I want to show up at 50% capacity all the time? (laughs) Probably not. Do I want to show up at 150% capacity? Fuck yeah. And in order to do that, you need to take some time off. I can almost guarantee you did not start a business to be working all the time, constantly. So it's asking yourself, how am I spending my energy right now? Am I trying to switch between too many different tasks in the day and it just feels really draining? It feels really overwhelming. I feel like I'm not really being productive or efficient or effective. And asking yourself, am I really spending my energy in the best way, the way that's actually going to move the needle forward? I would recommend setting a cutoff time for the day. I think that that's really important because with 
being a business owner, your to-do list, your get-to-do list will never end. There are always other things that you can be doing, always new things that you can be working on, other projects, content creation, marketing. There are so many different things that you can be working on. It's leaning into this idea of trusting that what gets done in a day was what was meant to get done. Trusting that what is meant for you will not miss you. You will not miss out on a client or an opportunity just because you didn't write one more email. So setting a strict cutoff time during the day. For me, usually my cutoff time is around 5 or 6 p.m. unless I feel really inspired to work. And if I do, I let myself. But I'm not going to force it. So boundary number three that you need to set with yourself inside your business is around how you allow others to treat you and what you will or won't tolerate. So I want to share a story first. (laughs) So one of my friend's colleagues, we'll, we'll call her, she is a coach that works with people on total body wellness. So she offers brain rewiring. She offers nutrition lab testing, all of that, she had a client that was extremely triggered by the work that they were doing. And this client actually ended up yelling at her and giving her the finger on one of their calls. And obviously, this person was very upset at that and really felt disappointed, felt like they were failing that client, felt like they weren't doing a good job. And I remember hearing that story and being like, what? Like, wait, what did she are you, this is insane. And once she was able to talk about that with other people and we all kind of expressed, we were like, yeah, no, that's, that's not a thing. Um, I would release that client immediately. She kind of started to realize, okay, that's actually, I don't tolerate that. Like she knew it deep down, but it was almost like she needed that permission from others to release that client because nobody deserves to be treated that way. So it's getting really, really clear on what you will and what you won't tolerate. What you expect of your clients, what you expect of yourself. But you have to get clear on it for yourself first before you can express it to anyone else. So it's setting that precedent that says, you know what? Like my clients can be triggered. That's totally fine. They can cry. They can be mad at me. But I know that this is all coming from a place of love. And if they ever needed to vent about anything, I would be here for them. But they need to understand that the trigger is their responsibility to work through. You know, I'm not trying to trigger my clients. That's not, that's not the point of any of this. But it's saying, you know what, you get to express this in a way that is different than you might have when you were younger, when you were a child. You get to express this in a way that's productive, that's healing, that creates new pathways, new neural pathways for you. Number four is, I've talked about this before, (laughs) this is a really big one, but please, 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 for your own sake, stop asking non-business owners for advice. Just stop. Full stop. We're not doing it anymore. It's 2022. It's a new year. We're trusting our intuition. We're trusting our gut. We're trusting our head. We intuitively know deep down the direction that we need to be going. And we do not need to self-sabotage by asking other people who do not own a business what they think we should do with our business. 
By asking other people their opinions on things that are not in the arena with you, you are opening yourself up to self-doubt. This might be something to look into if you do this often, where maybe you're really excited about an idea, you finally figured out your pricing, whatever it is inside your business, and then you ask your partner, you ask your friends, your parents, and they're like, oh my god, no, do this instead. Don't you, didn't you think about it this way? Or what if you leave out all of these people? And then now all of a sudden, how's your energy surrounding that thing? Does it really make you want to move forward? Probably not. Find yourself a community of people that are in the arena with you. Find people that are in the arena with you. Get their opinions. And something else that I've learned and have really leaned into recently is this idea around if you have a question, propose what you think the answer to it might be. That allows you to build up confidence. It allows you to tap into your intuition. And it allows you to move forward in an empowered state because truly you do have the answers. You do know deep down. If you got quiet enough for long enough or were asked the right questions or given the right perspective, you would know what to do. Trust that you know the direction that your business needs to go. Nobody knows your business better than you do. I don't. I certainly don't. I'm not you. I know my business better than anyone. So please, please, please stop asking non-business owners for their advice because they're not in the arena with you. It's probably not going to be the answer that you're looking for. Trust yourself. So those were my top eight boundaries that you need to set in your business in order to reclaim your time, your energy, your freedom, your space. And if you enjoyed this episode and think somebody that you know could benefit from it, I would really, really appreciate if you could send this along to them. I think conversations about boundaries are always needed. They're always necessary. Again, it's a skill. We can strengthen it. It's a conversation to keep returning back to, to keep auditing for ourselves. And if you haven't yet already, be sure to leave a rating and a review of the podcast. I'm doing a bi-weekly giveaway for a free meditation. You get your own personalized, customized meditation from me on anything that you're struggling with, anything that you want support around. I will record a personalized meditation for you. So if you've left a review in the past, be sure to go and update your review. I'm only taking reviews from December 2021 and forward. So if you left a review earlier than that, you have the chance to go update it to be entered for this giveaway. I'm so excited about growing the podcast, stepping further into visibility. Every single time you tag me on Instagram, you share my work, whether it's on social media or in person, that helps me more than you can know. And I am so deeply appreciative of you being here. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next episode.